In a world that was 1950s post-war America, one former German scientist was placed in charge of capturing and steadying cryptids by the US government. What happened next was almost too unbelievable to be believed. Wait, hold on. Too unbelievable to be believed? What talentless hack wrote this drivel? Cryptogenesis, the Doc Stein tape, stars Henry Zabrowski as Doc Stein. I'm from Germany. I can take it. We made fucked up things forever. We like made up most fucked up things. Ed Larson is the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, you know, sometimes I swim, sometimes I eat, sometimes I hide from cameras, other times I'll like, eat somebody. Holden McNeely is the Loveland Frogman. Hey, what are you doing in my swamp, you stupid dad freak? Andrew Parker as Bigfoot. Wait a minute, did you take a dump in my woods? I hope you're gonna clean that up. Some of us walk around here barefoot, you know. Brandon Kahila as the Mothman. By the way, does anyone have a sweater I can nibble on? and a bunch of other people you've probably never heard of. Don't miss the show that Mark Marin called the best fucking podcast ever bar fucking none. And that Joe Rogan said, changed my life even more than the first time I did DMT. Crypto is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Binge all 10 episodes of the first season now, or a gang of skeletons with fire for hair will come into your room while you sleep and drag you kicking and screaming into hell where you'll be tortured for eternity. Don't say that we didn't warn you. That sounds bad. Doc, what exactly was that? You think that you're the only creatures down here since the Area 51? Get with the program. Now you'll stay in that cage and you will like it. You quit that crying before I change my mind and cook you for dinner. <clears throat> Sorry about that, folks. I just caught myself a new intern and I had to get him settled into his new quarters. By that, I mean one of the cages in my cellar. Ungrateful little turd doesn't know how good he's got it. I'm giving him the opportunity to learn some useful skills as an intern on my show. But what he doesn't realize is... I could have chopped his head off and made head cheese out of him. Anyways, I've got a fun show planned out for you today. No more of that woo-woo cosmic crap. Now that I've got that whole Cthulhu situation behind me, I'm looking forward to diving back into some good old-fashioned cannibalism. I'm Squatch Ronson, and you're listening to the Backwoods Radio Show. of the Creaky Trees Township has converted the town water tower to accommodate for human blood. For years, residents of Dogsnout County with a hankering for human plasma have often had to go through the trouble of murdering a tourist and draining their body of their fluids themselves. Now, we do have a well of blood here in Dogsnout County, but we frequently had trouble with it coagulating, and as a result, all of the blood that was donated to the town well was often put to waste. And even if we did drink it fast enough so that it wouldn't coagulate, 
there was always the issue of contaminated blood ending up in the well, causing outbreaks and diseases such as hepatitis. After years of complaining about the pointlessness of a water tower in a town full of bloodthirsty cannibals, and demanding that the offensive effigy be torn down, Mayor Mama finally went ahead and did something about it. Rather than simply destroying the sacrilegious artifact, Mama found a way to put it to good use. After draining the water tower of its disgusting contents, Mama brought in a team of the country's best engineers to reconfigure the water tower to accommodate the viscosity of human blood. With the new filtration system in place, the cannibals of Dogsnout County never have to worry about the blood coagulating or being contaminated ever again. And if you're worried about how much the new installation is going to cost you in taxes, don't be. Yes, Mayor Mama did indeed pay the engineers a hefty sum of money up front, as that was the only way they would agree to build a blood tower. But she had Bagman execute them as soon as the job was complete and promptly took the money back. So no harm, no foul. And being the forward thinker that she is, and to ensure that nobody came looking for the engineers after disposing of them, the 300-pound, 127-year-old quadruple amputee weaponized her irresistible sex appeal to seduce the engineers and had Bagman hide in a closet and take photographs of the sexual encounters, which he then mailed to the engineers' wives. Needless to say, I don't think their wives will be trying to get them back anytime soon. Now... For the first time in Dogsnout County, the fine folks of this wonderful town not only have access to high-quality human blood, but we now have blood on tap. In other news, the evil clown Nickel Smarts is back to his old shenanigans again. Earlier in the week, reports came flooding through the lines that the bubbly old clown had been seen lurking around Dogsnout County late at night, peeking into windows and leaving behind balloon animals positioned in lewd sexual acts with one another. After a few consecutive nights of this, he disappeared completely. Sheriff Bo wanted to question him, but nobody really knows where Nickel Smarts lives. He just tends to pop up willy-nilly whenever he sees fit. Having seen the Stephen King film, It, the sheriff suspected that Nickel Smarts might live beneath Dogsnout County. So he put on some rain boots and journeyed down into the sewers in hopes of finding the evil clown. But all he found down there was a community of locust folk who were in the midst of throwing a drain party. For those less familiar with the swarm and locust folk terminology, a drain party is similar to a neighborhood block party. But rather than being held in a cul-de-sac, it's held within the drain pipe that the subterranean humanoid locusts reside in. Sheriff Bo asked the Swarm if they had seen any evil clowns about recently, but the Swarm informed him that they had not. The locust folk then invited Sheriff Bo to stay and attend the drain party, and even offered him a slice of spider cake. But Sheriff Bo politely declined and went on his way. So if you see Nickel Smarts prancing around town, let him know that Sheriff Bo would like a word with him. But don't be surprised if he suddenly projectile vomits a bunch of confetti into your face, temporarily blinding you so that he can let out a loud fart that creates a cartoonishly large green fart cloud, which he will promptly disappear into. Speaking of clouds, let's head over to Gator Gary for the weather report.
We're looking at sunny skies right now, with a small chance of rain later this evening. The high for today is 64, and the low for tonight is 48. While the temperatures may seem like a blessing after the heat wave we experienced last month, due to the portal to hell opening up in town, don't get too excited. While 60 degree weather isn't unheard of this time of year, it certainly is uncommon for an average July in Dogsnow County. Some people are speculating that the cooler temperatures may be related to the disappearance of Wendigo Joe. In case y'all don't remember, Wendigo Joe is the old hermit who lives up on the mountain and he went missing a few weeks back. That's right, Squatch. And some of the townsfolk are concerned that Wendigo Joe may have transformed back into a Wendigo which could explain the cold front we're experiencing and spell utter doom for Dogsnow County. Because if Wendigo Joe has indeed transformed into a Wendigo, then that means we could be hit with unsurmountable blizzards and possibly even an ice age. For now, this very well could just be attributed to global warming. But if it starts snowing, then we'll know for sure. To play it safe, be sure to get your winter clothes out of storage and gather up plenty of firewood. Not just to keep yourselves warm, but also because Wendigos fear fire. Back to you, Squatch. As y'all just heard from your favorite half-man, half-alligator weather mutant, Wendigo Joe is still missing. I never thought I'd say this, but I actually miss the old recluse. Sure, I would get a bit perturbed when he would interrupt my broadcast by blaring one of his impromptu sermons from the siren up on his mountain, but Wendigo Joe is a staple here in Dogsnout County, and as much as I hate to admit it, his silly sermons added a lot of charm to this little town of ours, even if they were unwanted. Without the deafening voice of Wendigo Joe echoing throughout the lands, Dogsnout County has become eerily quiet as of late. You can still hear the screams of tourists being slaughtered by the townsfolk, of course, and I don't expect those screams to stop anytime soon, but those screams sound like crickets compared to the booming voice of Wendigo Joe. If you're listening to this, Joe, we miss you, buddy. Come back to us. Unless, of course, you have indeed transformed into a Wendigo again. In which case, please don't come back. Continue onward with your travels till they take you to some other poor unfortunate town other than our own. Wendigo Joe, this one goes out to you. I see the fallen, fallen. I see them all, the fallen few. Rest your head, you fallen child. Take my bed and dream my dreams. Dream my dreams.
That was The Fallen by Kulla. I love that little tune. Something about it just makes me want to kick back and have a nice cold beer. Dagnabbit. The human skull I used as a chalice has sprung a leak and now beer is leaking all over my desk here. I guess that's what I get for killing the fella with a baseball bat. That crack I put in his cranium was bound to start leaking eventually. A friend recently told me that next time I want to harvest a human skull as a chalice, I should use a rubber mallet instead. Apparently, when you bludgeon someone with a rubber mallet, it keeps the skull intact, but just kind of rattles their brain around inside their noggin until it turns to soup. A great tip I wish I had known sooner. Figured I should do the Christian thing and pass it along so y'all don't run into the same problem as I have here. Anyways, I gotta go clean this mess up. I'll be back in a jiffy, but for now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's episode of the Backwoods Radio Show is brought to you by Jim Bob's Lure Bait and Tackle. And I'm sure you're asking yourself, a lure bait and tackle shop in Dog Snout County? We don't fish. Eating fish is for undisciplined vegans who are afraid of commitment. What do we need with a bait and tackle shop? Well, I'll tell you. Jim Bob's Lure Bait and Tackle isn't just any old run-of-the-mill bait shop. It's a bait bait shop. Let me explain. You see, with over 3,000 acres of pure nature and packed with more than a dozen freshwater lakes, Dogsnow County is prime real estate for fishing. And as a result, many tourists choose our quaint little slice of heaven for their fishing excursions. And you can't go fishing without stopping by a bait and tackle shop first. And that's where Jim Bob's Lure Bait and Tackle Shop comes in. Since it's the only bait shop in all of Dogsnow County, the fishermen will have no choice but to stop by the establishment. But unbeknownst to them, Jim Bob's Lure Bait and Tackle isn't actually a bait and tackle shop at all. It's a tourist trap. And I don't mean the fun kind. Trapping and killing tourists can be torture. No pun intended. The odds of them wandering into one of them bear traps you've carefully laid out are slim to none. Who needs that kind of a headache? But with Jim Bob's Lure Bait and Tackle, the only headache in this situation will be the one you give your victims as you bludgeon them over the head with a tenderizing mallet. You see, Jim Bob will lure the fishermen into his shop. Then he will bait them with the promise of providing them with guppies and fat night crawlers at an unbeatable price. And while Jim Bob keeps the fishermen distracted, that's your chance to jump out and tackle them. Lure, bait, and tackle. Get it? Caption tourists has never been easier. So why go through the struggle of doing it the old-fashioned way? Even if you manage to capture a tourist in one of your old outdated traps, everyone these days has a cell phone. They'll call the cops before you even have a chance to stick them with your cattle prod or sedate them. But with Jim Bob's Lure Bait and Tackle, you'll have them in your grasp before they can even have a chance to reach for their pockets. The times are changing, and the act of capturing and murdering tourists needs to change too. So come on down to Jim Bob's Lure Bait and Tackle. Prices start at just $29 a head, and Jim Bob offers discounts on murdering parties of three or more. There's plenty of fish in the sea, but if you want to catch them, then you're going to need Jim Bob's help. Jim Bob's Lure Bait and Tackle is not responsible if your victim escapes. If you are a fisherman who willingly entered Jim Bob's Lure Bait and Tackle and has been fooled by the nature of our business, you cannot sue us simply because you misinterpreted the meaning of the establishment's name. Words in the English language have multiple meanings. Assuming the words in our names are nouns rather than verbs is your responsibility, and as a result, Jim Bob's Lure Bait and Tackle is protected under the Constitution and not liable for any harm caused to you. Welcome back, folks. For those of you who are skeptical about the business advertised during the break, I just wanted to throw my two cents in. I absolutely adore Jim Bob's Lure Bait and Tackle. In fact, I use it all the time. 
You see, producing a radio show is complicated, and not only that, but it actually doesn't make me a heck of a lot of money. So I don't really have the cash to spare for hiring. And in this day and age, finding help on the cheap is hard to come by, and good luck finding someone who's willing to work for free. That's why I use Jim Bob's Lure Bait and Tackle for all my radio show needs. Where do you think I get all my interns from? Jim Bob's Lure Bait and Tackle. Throwing Jim Bob a couple of shekels in exchange for a lifetime of free labor? Worth every penny. So give him a chance, folks. You won't regret it. And with that aside, here's G- Hey, get out of here! You know I'm recording a show! Sorry, folks. One of my interns just barged in here, rudely interrupting my broadcast. You know, I would cut off one of your toes for this transgression if you had any toes left to cut off. What's that? Quit mumbling and speak louder. I can't understand what you're saying. Oh, that's right. I forgot a soda's mouth shut. What do you got there? Just give me that. Give me that. Now get out of here before I get the cattle prod out. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. Let, let me see what this memo says here. Tom Park, Nickel Smarts. Oh boy. Nickel Smarts is back. I better let the people at home know about this. Thousands of balloons with targets painted on them were spotted floating over the town park. To add to the situation, in the center of the park was a large crate with the phrase Open Me written on the side of it in cream cheese frosting. Naturally, the children in the park pried the crate open and were thrilled to find that it was packed full of slingshots. More than a dozen kids began firing their slingshots at the balloons floating overhead, expecting some sort of reward to fall out from them, such as candy or maybe quarters. To their surprise, what rained down on them was not confetti or sweets, but rather hydrochloric acid. The children were severely burned and most of their faces melted off of their skulls. This is a terrible and truly tragic event that will have ramifications in the... <laughs> Alright, I'm just gonna say it. It was probably the funniest prank Nickel Smarts has ever pulled. I mean, I really gotta hand it to the guy. He really outdid himself this time. <laughs> And I know what you're thinking. Oh, those poor kids, their faces melted off. However will they go on with their lives? This is Dogsnout County we're talking about. Most of us folks here don't even show our real faces because we're usually wearing somebody else's anyways. None of us get to choose the faces that we're born with. But that doesn't mean we can't choose a better one. People all over the world are unhappy with their faces. So much so that they paid tens of thousands of dollars in plastic surgery just to get the perfect one. But we're a frugal people here in Dogsnout County. So instead of spending our life savings on a new face, we just go out and find a tourist with one that we like and take it for ourselves. And that's what sets us apart from the crowd. So all this to say, the kids will be just fine. 
they'll band together and go out to the campgrounds and find some tourists and hack their faces off. It'll be a great bonding experience for him. So folks, don't be so quick to judge Nickel Smarts. He would never pull a prank at the expense of a child if he didn't know that they had access to new faces readily available to them. Hell, they'll probably end up with better faces than the ones they were born with. So in that sense, it's a victimless crime. Nickel Smarts knew this full well when he set the prank up to begin with. He wouldn't have done this otherwise. He's not some cruel, sadistic monster. He's just a silly old clown with a dark sense of humor. Well, folks, it's just about quitting time. But first, here's a little traffic update. Traffic is bumper to bumper right now as the only road in our one road town has been blocked off by a group of faceless children wandering aimlessly into the street. It appears to be the same group of children who had their faces melted off during Nickel Smart's latest prank. While the children appear to be slowly sauntering out of the street, don't expect traffic to let up anytime soon as the road is now slick with the liquefied flesh of their faces that is dropped off of their skulls. And as a result, your vehicle may be at risk of hydroplaning if you try to drive too fast through the organic sludge. Maybe I'm giving Nickel Smarts too much credit here, but I have a feeling that this was his plan all along. And maybe melting the faces off of children was actually just part of the bigger prank of causing a traffic jam on Main Street. And if you're concerned about the condition of the children, let me put your mind at ease. I'm getting word that the faceless children are actually laughing through their exposed skulls right now as they wander down Main Street. So obviously they thoroughly enjoyed and were tickled by Nickel Smart's little prank. That, or they're just in severe shock. Well, listeners, it's about that time. I do hope you enjoyed listening to my program today as I sure as shoot did enjoy putting it on for you. I've been Squatch Ronson, and you've been one heck of an audience. But before I go, remember this, friends. None of us get to choose the face that we're born with. But that doesn't mean we can't choose a better one. So whether you've got acne or your face was burned off as a result of a prank pulled by a crazed clown or... Maybe you're just plain ugly. There's still hope for you. Because in the end, faces are just like masks. You can pick and choose which one you want to wear. And if they weren't meant to be taken, then God wouldn't have made it so easy to peel them off of the human skull. Backwoods Radio Show is produced by me, Michael LaRusso, with special help this week from Andrew Parker, co-creator of the podcast Crypta, featuring music this week by Kevin McLeod, Culla, Jason Shaw, Purple Planet, and Cellophane Sam. The season one finale will drop on August 15th, and I hope you'll tune in. Thanks for listening.
Let's try.